What's going on, Internet? Thank you for listening to the Winging It podcast. This podcast contains anecdotal advice and discussions about our own journeys into adulthood. We, the hosts, are all recent graduates, but by no means life coaches or licensed experts. With that in mind, please sit back, relax, and enjoy your flight. Hello and welcome Hi. to the Winging It podcast, your podcast for flying feet first into creativity. Woo-woo. Thomas, shut up. I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, Thomas, you shut said up. Hi. I was just. You did it. You did a noise. Editing the last one, I noticed Tom did that too. The last couple episodes, he's been <laughs> super excited to say hi, like right away. It's like, hello, welcome to the Winging Hi. Yeah. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hi. Um, I'm your host, Matt, joined today by Chris. Oh, no. Hello. And Tom. Oh, oh, I'm back. Yes, you are. And there, and that—that's oh. him. I lost you guys. Oh, I lost you guys. Complete. Your faces just froze. Oh, okay. And I couldn't hear anything. Well, buckle up, folks, because this season two arc, the second uh, of our creative journey, we are discovering recipes and cooking, and just you know, putting matter into our mouth holes. And I gotta say, guys, nope, this week. Nope. Nope. Just gonna go ahead and veto that one. <laughs> nope. Nope. We already. I already said it. It's already out there. It's already. The it's, it's live. <laughs> and uh, I gotta say that this week was a uh, journey of self-discovery. I've really got in touch with my inner Matt, and I've learned a lot. I've learned. I. I. I which is what we really want to do here on this show is we want to learn things, and the thing that I have learned is I fucking hate cooking (laughs) i think i'm good i think i'm like i watch so much cooking tv and uh, you watch like anthony bourdain you want uh aaron watches top chef like religiously and i love watching people cook food and a part of me like glows on the inside when i watch it i'm like oh god it's it's so beautiful and it's like I was a chef in Impressive. another life. I think I was a chef in another life, and now I'm fucking sick of it. Because <laughs> I had a whole lifetime of it, and now I don't need to do it anymore. On the um, topic of uh, cooking TV, I recently, in the last few days, discovered that Samsung comes this, our Samsung TV comes with an internet channel that is literally all kitchen nightmares all the time, 24-7. Ooh. And it's, American it's or British? American. The good one. Okay. The, the trashy one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The one that has equal parts learning about food and equal parts like, and yeah. abuse, yeah. reality <laughs> show goodness. <laughs> yeah. Equal parts, yeah, workplace violations. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, OSHA violations. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I just I don't I don't think it's fun. I don't like the. You guys were talking about how you're like, okay, I'm just gonna throw stuff together and hope for the best. And I know, I know, without a doubt in my mind. That if I did that, the kitchen would be on fire, <laughs> and I would have inedible slag left to enjoy afterwards. So I played it safe this week. I wanted to learn, like I said last week, I wanted to learn to see if I could cook chicken in a way that doesn't scare the crap out of me. And so I broke out the sous vide. 
I'm, and I, I'm super jealous that I was I've been like looking at these forever, but not wanting to blow the cash on it. And you're like, oh, yeah, I, I have one of those that I forgot about. <laughs> no, I didn't forget about it. Aaron had it. It's oh, like okay, Aaron okay. uses it all the time. I just oh, don't okay. I don't touch it. I see. Okay. Editing last week's episode, I realized and I still didn't ask it that episode. but I'm going to now. What is a Savid? Because I don't I don't think I know what it is. OK, a Savid is a it's I, I think that the name is really the technique but i'm talking about the machine that lets you do it it's basically a hot water bath that you the the thing that i used is like it looks like a cylinder with a interface on the top i'm gonna send a picture i have a i have this giant tupperware square like cube that you fill full of water and then it has a lid on it with a hole that you put the cylinder and then you plug the cylinder in, and it will heat all of the water to a consistent temperature and keep it there. And then you take whatever food you're cooking, you put it into freezer bags, and you submerge the food so that it pushes all the air out. You seal the bag, and then you kind of drape it over the lip of this cube, and then the lid snaps shut and holds it up so it's not touching the bottom. And mm-hmm. you're basically heating the food evenly in the heated water um over a period of time like so for the chick i did chicken breast and i did it for an hour and um because like we talked last week cooking chicken on the stovetop is a nightmare mm-hmm. you, i always get black on the outside pink on the inside and i can't do it and i hate it so i thought this is supposed to be god's gift to culinary cooking so i'm gonna give it a shot and i asked aaron how does it work like how 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 much work am i putting in on this and she's like oh oh, it should only take a couple minutes so i fill the cube up set it down i plug the the thing in and i say 150 degrees go and it starts climbing like incredibly quickly and i go oh crap i like i have to start cooking in minutes so i run to the grocery store grab chicken breast come home and i patted patted the chicken breast down um my future sister-in-law as a joke got me a uh giant tube of hooters brand seasoning salt and so i was like that'll work and i grabbed that just absolutely covered chicken breast <laughs> in hooters covered salt. those chicken breasts Ch- covered those breasts hooters. in hooters salt <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, tossed each one into a bag, sealed it shut, or drent, uh, put it under the water to get all the air out, and sealed it shut, snapped it down, set a timer for an hour, and walked away, which, as we've discussed, is my favorite kind of cooking, where you set it and forget it. Mm-hmm. And Like with the pizza rolls in the microwave. Like with the pizza rolls or in the microwave for a, three hours. Bed. Yep. <laughs> it's you just... You just, you, the smoke lets you know when it's done. Um, so okay, so real quick before you move on, I haven't moved on from the Savid thing. Sure. So this like rod thing that Tom has posted a picture of, which I am certain now that I have no, I have never seen this thing. I think I've maybe heard the name before, but so this is a pot of water that the sous vide is heating itself. Yeah. Yes. So it doesn't even need to be on the stove. Right. So what is the point? Why not just use a stove? 
Because, because it, this it this stove, you never I I would need to drop a thermometer in there, and I would need to know oh is the is the water still getting hotter or not? Whereas with this thing, I say I say 150 degrees, and it will monitor the water itself. And if it's like oh it's getting too hot, I'm gonna back up a bit and I'm not gonna heat it anymore. Or it's getting it's starting to get cold now. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna bring it back up to that 150. And it's going to keep it there rock solid. As it, opposed so it to is just, both a thermometer and... Um, and a heating element. Heating. Okay, yeah. so... so But as far as like the method of cooking, it is accomplishing the same thing as boiling boiling it would, except for more folk, like more It's more focused. precise. It's like more precise. accurate. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, just, it's way more scientific. Okay. Like, I, okay. I, I was asking Aaron this. I'm pretty sure the technique of sous vide has has existed for years but the actual mechanism that lets joe schmo over here buy it from sears and slap it in his kitchen uh is pretty recent because i don't remember seeing it very often until i want to say like maybe four years ago everyone was like oh you gotta try it was about the same time as the air fryers got really popular this is about the first I've heard of it. I um, I remember walking into somebody's house and seeing one for the first time, being like, "Why is your meat in a bag? Why, yeah, why, why do you have this weird rod in there?" Um, with beef, I think Aaron's done Aaron's done ribs in the sous vide, and oh, that's a good that's a good time. Um, but with beef in particular, I think we tried sous videing steaks, and um. You have, I think you have to go like do the salt and pepper rub on the top and then sear it so you oh, get that crunchy sure. outside. Yeah. Else, it's really disconcerting to have cooked steak, but <laughs> the outside is like soft. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, your brain goes, something's not, we've, we've broken a law of physics here. It's not as it should be. Um, with chicken, I don't have that problem. Though, if I do this again, um, I would sear the chicken after I got mm. it out of the bag. Mm. But this time I was impatient and hungry. So I just slapped it out of the bag and impatient I did the steaming green beans in the little bag like you guys recommended. And mm. those turned out fine. Yeah. They're so real surprisingly Matt, easy. Matt's mic uh, overpowers what Tom says when Tom talks at the same time and I think Tom just said something very strange and I would like him to repeat it. <laughs> I said uh wait what I what, what what did you say? I was impatient and hungry. Yeah. And I just said impatient and hungry was my nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> just, wanted, just wanted to make sure the folks at home could catch that. I heard my nickname in high school and I was like, that was good. I that needs to be repeated. <laughs> Whatever it was. <laughs> Oh, so it turned out all right. It wasn't fancy. I didn't slap. I didn't do any weird. We didn't do any uh, sauce ingredients. I didn't put squash in anything. I'm just, I just seasoned the chicken, cooked the chicken in a fancy new way, and I steamed some vegetables, and I still felt pretty accomplished. Um, but yeah, just the whole day, I'm like, I gotta cook something. I gotta cook something fuck i'm cooking something like it's just not <laughs> it's not a a fun compared to our first project of making songs listeners look back the last five episodes or so um i enjoyed that way more in terms of like as a creative output 
Mm-hmm. I don't think co- cooking has too many cons for me in the creative process. <laughs> With everything else, I lose time. This, I lose time and a meal if I mess <laughs> up. Yeah. See, I don't see it that way. I just see it as, well, here comes Domino's. Here comes Domino's. <laughs> I found Domino's. <laughs> right, but then I'm then I'm even hungrier. Like it's gonna take if if, if you're hungry and you cook food, you like it, I feel it builds your appetite as you're cooking because you're in, you're anticipating it and you're smelling it as it cooks and you're like, oh, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be great. Oh shit! Oh shit! And then it's like all starts to burn, and then you thought you were ready for your meal, and then you're not, and then you have mm-hmm. to wait. You know. 40 minutes for dominoes or however long it takes at least in my neighborhood yeah it's not good it's that's that with the 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 i failed dinner and now i'm making cheerios is not (laughs) a good dinner which cheerios were actually made from somebody failing dinner so you could be the next cheerio creator sure yes yeah cheerios were an accident or is it definitely like i don't know if it was cheerios in particular but it was definitely like cereal (laughs) loops was an accident. Yeah. All right. Listeners enjoy the sound of Matt. <laughs> I need to know. I need to. I can't, I can't accept this uh, face value. That's how we're going to be in like America's an emergency situation telling Matt to jump out of the road where there's an oncoming car is going to pull out his phone and make sure that an uh, oncoming what car model 60 is miles an car? hour is deadly. <laughs> <laughs> Cheery Oats, it used to be called. Ew. I don't like that name at all. I'm glad they changed it. Um, man, I'm I'm seeing nothing about this accidental story nonsense you guys are feeding me oh, just it. off of nowhere with no accreditation or it was from uh, the, you know medically checked journal. The Mall of America review, used I to mean. have the Mall of America used to have a cereal like museum thing, and that's where I learned it. It was like a brewery tour, but it was a cereal factory tour. And like like a brewery tour, they gave you little cups of cereal oh. <laughs> to, to eat through it. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as fun yeah. as a brewery tour. Yeah. I, I, do, I, like... I, I do want to say that Wikipedia has given me a link to uh, something called the Cheerios Effect, which is something in fluid mechanics, which is pretty neat. Interesting. Um, but... I don't know. I'll 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 continue researching this cereal myth that you guys are just trying to feed me wholesale. <laughs> but uh, by you. all means, continue on to your recipes. So gentlemen. I did I did both of mine today. Um, also, one of, one of our projects should be time management. It seems like because we're all doing these I, like I the thought, day before recording. I, I thought that was supposed to be like the overarching theme of all of these was time management. <laughs> I know, and yet, and yet. Like, I think, I think, here's the hope, here's the dream, and we're gonna, I'm gonna put this out into the ether like I did with the season one, where we were, we thought we'd make it 20 episodes and we made it 80 some, you know, Mm. so here's where it is, Uh, (laughs) by the end of season two, we will start our projects more than the day of recording. The the cooking one, I, like, I plan to do it the day of because i kind of wanted to have it in my mind 
fresh you know yeah that's a that's a that's a very convenient excuse guys i'm impressed <laughs> hey no, the song I mean, one i didn't do the night before the cooking one i was like that was one makes sense to do it like <laughs> it's not like it's gonna take it was gonna take me multiple days to do it. i was like well i might as well do it the day of the the recording well and don't get me wrong like that was like my you know during these weeks it's been insanely busy and we went camping last weekend and emily and i went through the lists like online to see what you had for camping they're like the checklist and we realized we had about 20 percent of those things <laughs> and then had to figure it like all of last week was lost to the two-day camping trip you know mm, what i mean yeah like trying to figure all that stuff out um and then some other stuff happened like some family stuff and things like that so like but amongst all that, I remember sitting there going, you know, but it's probably better to have it have it done <laughs> on the day of, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, so I like today I went to our grocery store and was just kind of like, all right, I'm just going to no plan, no recipe, no nothing. We're just going to figure some stuff out. And I was kind of thinking about like what things I like to eat and, um, you know, how they've gone in the past and like kind of improving upon this formula and also kind of making something up. So I made salsa and I made burgers. Um, the salsa. And then you combine the two to make mm -hmm. a salsa burger? To make a, a bursa. Salger. Yeah. No, I don't like either of those. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> um, and uh, it went pretty, both of them went very well. There's definitely some things that I would fix about them, but. Um, so the salsa, I wanted to try to make completely fresh ingredient salsa, which I've tried before, and every single time I've tried it, it's turned out watery and flavorless because, you know, um, I'm not really sure. It's just that's just the way that it turned out. And um, this time I was like, I'm not looking up a salsa recipe. I'm just grabbing the vegetables that I think sound good, and I'm just going to put them together and... Until it's good, I guess, <laughs> you know, so I grabbed tomatoes. I did like a pretty standard salsa. I grabbed tomatoes, garlic, um, like fresh garlic, uh, cilantro, jalapenos, and onions. Um, and I like chunky salsa. So, um, uh, cause to me, like there's some salsa brands, especially the big name brand ones that I won't mention on here, but like. Some of them just kind of taste like ketchup that didn't get, <laughs> like, blended as well Yeah, to me. <laughs> um, and I kind of hate that. Uh, so, like, I diced up the tomatoes and put them, diced up two of my three three tomatoes and put them in the blender. And then I put, um, uh, um, so I sauteed an onion, a diced up onion, put that in there, and I put some of the cilantro in there. And I also took two cloves of cloves of garlic and then like put them on the cutting board with the flat of my knife and smash them mm -hmm. and then put those in there just without cutting up the garlic yeah i just smashed Ooh. the cloves and dropped them in there and ran it and it was pretty oh you put it in the blender oh, okay i mean yeah. i was like yeah and it was oh, just like a, take just a whole bite it, of uh you throw a chip in there and it's just one big How? clove Ooh. i like garlic so much i could almost do that honestly. i uh i've had a roommate that did that and i would not recommend it to anybody spicy. no matter how yep. much you like garlic i um, we, we went to the farmer's market and someone was selling pickled garlic and, and we were like what do you what do you cook with this? What do you put this on? He's like, you eat it out of the jar. And I was like, that's tempting, but Bold. I don't know, man. 
<laughs> um, and it went pretty well. I also learned that, like, so I like my salsa chunky, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to run this for a few seconds and keep it chunky, right? It does not take long for a blender <laughs> to liquefy Puree, something. yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it went, like, it became chunkier than I wanted it to. Um, or, I mean, uh, liquidier. Liquidier? Yeah? Okay. Um, liquidity. Then I wanted it... Liquidity. It gained more liquidity than I wanted it to. And um, so then kind of how I balanced that out, which I was proud of it, is is I diced up my third tomato, but didn't blend it at all. I just like threw it in there. Mm. Um, and then I scooped the seeds out of the jalapenos and added those in there. And then it was just a lot of like... Um, What's in the kitchen? No, it was just like salt, pepper. Can I taste it? uh nope okay more salt more pepper uh okay like when i added that third tomato i dropped in two more cloves of garlic and then more cilantro and i think that that's like the secret to salsa is just like take what you think you should put in there and then (laughs) double it yeah you know especially like seasoning like i put four smashed cloves of garlic in there and i think it could have at least been six or eight that's like kind of hits on something that i found really interesting about this project is that you watch all the cooking shows and they're like oh you have to you have to always be tasting always be tasting and like adding and subtract or like adding stuff in to to make a difference and i've never done that i always just basically do either like gut instinct or exactly what the recipe says and this is like one of the few times since i wasn't working off of any kind of recipe where i was like tasting it in the middle of it it's like oh could this like use a little bit more blah blah or let me like put a little bit of garlic in this it's like oh does garlic actually make sense with this vegetable or not let's find out (laughs) garlic makes sense with every vegetable yeah i think um but yeah, it turned out really well. It's very fresh tasting. I think with like some of those salsas that I really like, they must like have their tomatoes like skinned and soaking in something for a few days before Probably. they use them. You know, um, because my tomatoes actually taste like tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I feel like salsas, like store bought jar salsa, does not actually like. I feel like I don't really taste tomato in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so did you, did you boil, like, are you supposed to heat up salsa before, or is it all just supposed to be like a cold mix? I didn't. I made, um, I made a salsa verde one time and it was hot because I like kind of like seared the tomatillos that went into it. Okay. But, but that was fully off of a recipe and that one was pretty good. Um, but, uh, this one, oh, I also squeezed half of a juice of lime into it, which helped a lot also. Um, yeah, I was just gonna, for when I did my tomato sauce, like a lot of the recipes have you like blanch the tomatoes, like boil them for a few seconds and then dump them in cold water mm-hmm. just so you can peel off the, the skin first. Cause it, like the skin reacts differently to the heat than the rest of the tomato does. So you can like yank it off a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. The only thing I cooked were the onions, which may have not actually been the right choice because I don't know if I could taste them as well versus if they were just raw in there. I feel, I think for salsa, you would grill the vegetables for the best result. You won't, oh. like almost blacken them. Yeah, and that's what we were supposed to... That's what I did with the tomatillos is I put them in the broiler, mm. under the broiler do it. in the oven. So maybe I could do that next time. It's pretty flavorful. It just tastes like, like fresh 
garden salsa. But that being said, I also like to get punched in the face by my salsa a little mm-hmm. bit. So I th- I would probably I don't know about Emily so much, but I would probably like it better if I did broil like at least the tomatoes or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that turned out really well. And the second one I did was burgers. I made up my own like burger topping thing, which may already have existed, but I wasn't aware of it. So um, I did it. Uh, and I also cooked the burgers in a much different way than I usually do. Um. And it was quite successful. I think I made the juiciest burgers I think I'd ever made. <laughs> Did you sous-vide um, them? <laughs> no, actually. Oh, that's how you get the juiciest. <laughs> Especially because I learned what that is about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, how I did it was I had two pans. And one I got piping hot, like highest setting on the stove. And then the other one I put around medium. And then I seared the patties first, filled the house up with smoke. And then um, put them on the other pan and just let them cook the rest of the way through. And it kept the juice in them real well. It was like good burger smoke, not like not like this is on fire smoke. You <laughs> not know? like we need to call somebody. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it worked really, really, really well. They were super juicy, which was awesome because every single time I've made burgers here, they've been super dry. Um, not like can't un- inedible dry, but like not great, you know. Um, but what I did was I mixed, I took a pound of ground beef and mixed in salt, pepper, garlic, and then also dill weed. And <laughs> You're then, a dill weed. <laughs> and then for the toppings, I put cheddar cheese on, which um, was standard. And then I crunched up waves, wavy lays to potato chips, put that on them, and then got f- sour cream, French onion dip, and then took a knife and spread the spread that on like the top of the toasted bun. It was really really good. It worked out well. I was my inspiration for that was actually Super Dogs from Iowa State. Oh yeah, because he puts chips on them, and I don't know what the sauce is. I'm pretty sure it's not just French onion dip, but it's something like similar. Um, but I did that with burgers, and it was it turned out extremely well. Uh, mostly with the juicy, um. The juicy patty. I didn't think that part would work out very well. So, like, comparing it to other burgers I've made, it was kind of like doing an experiment on whether the color of paint of your car affects, like, speed. And then I tested it with, like, a 1984 Ford Ranger and a Lamborghini. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so like, that was... So, it was a little bit inaccurate, but I still, like, my experiment with, like, searing it and stuff, which is not... I mean, it's pretty known to do that, but, um, you know, I don't know. It just worked out really well. I was really proud of it. And I realized I didn't do the most uh, ambitious risk-taking recipes, but um, it went well. If so. they're edible at the end, that's the best part. Yeah, like, that was the that, That's the success. Yeah. Do I have something that can nourish my body without... Uh, dry heaving afterwards <laughs> and, and <laughs> honestly nourishment is like second yeah. to does oh, it you, taste good all you paid me is puffins <laughs> <laughs> nice but yeah, yeah it went well i like so. um like kind of a random thing i discovered for or did you toast them in a toaster no i buttered the halves of the bun and then put them face down on a griddle yep okay that's exactly that's 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 that i found figured that out on like accident once when somebody was like saying to grill patties and then i just like or i did with olive oil and then salt 
and peppered them and then put them on the cast iron. And I was like, this is this is so, the superior way to to toast your buns. Also, Tom, so I made breakfast for everybody while we were camping on Saturday. And Tom and I went camping together with some other friends. And I, as I was making it, I realized how long it had been since I cooked for anybody other than my wife because <laughs> of the pandemic. It's terrifying. And I was kind of... I was kind of terrified, and also I had never used a cast iron skillet before. Yeah, <laughs> so the, the yeah, like cooking for other people is—I don't know what's so like. Uh, it's it's like all super personal too. We did a uh, I went on a skiing trip. This is like before COVID, like a year before COVID, and my parents when we used to go vacation with other families, we do this thing where, um, each night like a different uh like set of parents would cook the dinner for everybody mm-hmm. and so we went on this like skiing trip with like uh three like it was like three or four groups or like couples or whatever units of people and um so i was like oh let's do this thing where uh like we all c- s- take one night to cook for each other and i didn't know that like every other person on the trip was like really into cooking and like i was just meeting some people for the first time so i was like oh uh, i just like to put like a bunch of pre-cooked sausage and sweet potatoes and peppers on a pan and just throw it in the oven for an hour and then take it out and (laughs) eat it and everybody liked it but it was it's always like i don't know cooking for other people is really terrifying especially i feel like it's one of those things you can just kind of like stare and judge when you're not the person cooking too Mm mm-hmm but it does feel really good when it's good. And the stuff that you made for breakfast was really good. So I was pretty proud of it, even though it was like the simplest thing. I don't know. I don't ever. know. I feel like eggs are pretty easy to you can especially like uncontrolled heat source pan you haven't cooked on like type of pan you haven't cooked on before. I felt like you pulled it off well with the, the variables that were involved. I made um so Matt's not totally lost. I made bullseyes, which are like you take Texas toast bread, the like thick slices of bread. Mm-hmm. Um and you cut a circle in the middle and you well you butter both sides and you cut a circle in the middle of it and put it on a pan and then crack an egg into the middle. Yeah, egg in a basket. Oh, that's a okay. So that's, I've that's always grown up I, calling I, them bullseyes, but yeah. Or chicken in a basket, um, egg in a basket, something like that. Yeah, no, good chicken, was, uh, chicken in a biscuit. I hadn't had them since I was in Boy Scouts with my parents, you know, like did you, right there did you watch v for vendetta and then you were like that looks cool i'm gonna do that i brought someone that said that it was in yeah it was you yeah. that said that it was from v for vendetta and i was like i have no idea what you're talking about you're like i'm, yeah, a, seen- I'm a suave terrorist <laughs> fighting fascism i'm gonna make this fancy egg toast which, which also brought up that time that we all went to high school with guy fox masks not really understanding <laughs> the severity of what we were oh, yeah. representing yeah it was questionable at best and I'm glad the I, teachers I, were all scared. <laughs> with good reason. I mean, they were, yeah, yeah, I was like, they were scared, that. but at the same time, it was like the band and orchestra kids. Like, what yeah. <laughs> well, hey, that, those are the ones that are going to snap. <laughs> but we were like, yeah, it's from that comic book movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see the movie. I don't think I saw the movie until like three years after we did that. Yeah. Oh, I, and no, but, Tom's I thought just a the, follower. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I thought the mask was just associated with the movie too. I didn't know that there was like an actual Guy Fox person that tried oh, yeah. to go Parliament or whatever. Oh yeah. So, but Tom, how'd your uh, how'd your experiment go? I really, 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 really want to hear about it. <laughs> I uh, so I I did try to go as like risky as possible. I tried to look up. So I I made last episode 
if you're just listening to this one, I made a tomato sauce, like a tomato sauce for pasta. Um, and I decided I wanted to make another pasta sauce, but with a different base vegetable. And I was trying to think of something that would like puree and that I could make a sauce out of. And I was just, I literally just Googled (laughs) foods that are most similar to tomatoes. (laughs) Um, So it ended up being a bunch of squashes and I picked zucchini. Um, So I'm sure I'm like an absolute crazy person. I bite down to the grocery store and then just like bought five zucchini and nothing else and walked back outside (laughs) and put the zucchini, all five zucchini in my little pack on the back of my bike and then biked back home. Um, that's like the but that's like the most biker hipster thing i think i've ever heard <laughs> yeah. and then you was your hair down or was it up oh above? yeah it was down it was it was down the hair was down Perfect. and i had like helmet hair and they were and he like he had a vinyl album tucked underneath his yeah. arm as he spiked <laughs> away and there were locally grown zucchinis too because those were the only ones there and a clove cigarette slowly yeah. burning in his mouth yeah um so um the first thing I did was I peeled the zucchinis. Didn't know if that was something I needed to do or not. I didn't know if like zucchini pasta sauce was a thing or not. And like looking up later, it it, it is like not exactly the way I did it, but it but it is. It, I'm not like a the, a savant that is you know way ahead of his time. Um, but I peeled them and then I chopped them up and then I put them in a blender that had not been turned on in probably five years. Um, which <laughs> and dust shot out of the top well, of it. Dust didn't shoot out of it the top, but oil did shoot out of the bottom of it. So, so Wait, I think that what? blender is a, like gr- it was grease. Like I oh blended I was it. Like you have a gas powered no, no, blender. Oil, like what grease. the hell is this? Well, thing? I was like. I like blended it all up and then I was like washing things off. I was like, why is my hand slippery? And I like turned the thing upside down and there's just like this brown brown liquid that was the 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 grease mixing with the water when I was washing it off. So So um, wait a minute. So are we talking like like mechanism kind of grease? Yes. Or are we talking like okay, so like Oh wait, that like is the gross, oh, I'm, ass- I'm assuming I mean it didn't get in the food. Like it was separated so, but- from the food. But we're not saying that olive oil like le- leaked no. out and it was came- definitely okay, like so- grease that's in like the thing that spins. Okay, but s- still, like, is there a <laughs> reservoir of this grease? Like, I assume they just put a little bit on and well, then I'm you're sure good it's for grease. Life. Like, and then what I'm guessing is what happened is that it, I mean I'm no materials engineer, but I mean it sat in a cupboard for like five years and then was suddenly turned back on um, with. Uh, and then got wet because like the way it's like a it's not a ninja blender but it's like that so like the whole blending thing comes off and the only thing left on the bottom is like the little wheel that just spins the actual blender part Mm -hmm. so when i like flipped it upside down to unscrew that part it was like oh this is gross (laughs) interesting um <laughs> i didn't even know that there was oil in blenders but i suppose that makes sense i mean it's got it can't just be dry spin yeah maybe i don't know maybe it was like something that leaked in there i have no idea all i knew like i do like because the puree was like a really like light green and i was like double checking like that there wasn't any like brown sludge getting into it and i was like well or honestly i was like eh, if it is it's, i'm gonna boil it so it'll be fine so yeah <laughs> just that, don't put a magnet on my stomach anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> it's just like metal shavings but um 
Yeah. So, anyways, I pureed the uh, zucchini, and then I just dumped it in a pot and and turned the heat on. Um, and then it started like the bottom would boil and like blow up bubbles to the top, which would make zucchini go everywhere. So I had to put a, a lid on it. But um, yeah. So then what else did I do? I cheated a little bit, and I was like, did these ingredients make sense with? zucchini at all just so i had some i was like i really wanted something i didn't want to have to like barely stomach but but everything like i was gonna put in there i think went in there anyways it was more just like double checking my work so i ended up putting in like salt pepper garlic um and that pretty much just what you would put in tomato sauce anyways like uh italian seasonings like oregano and basil um i did find like a can of tomato paste in my uh cabinet that i don't know what i had it for but i put like a couple tablespoons of that in there um and i don't remember what else i did but every time it, like i taste white because huh? you sent us that video is that why it was that kind of that's like why it looks like baby goldish, poop. yeah yeah goldish color yeah <laughs> yeah i was wondering a little bit about that yeah i i was kind of like that just i think that's just kind of like the camera made it look funny because it was more brown than yellow than it so did your pasta sauce look the same color as your pasta yeah so that's why i like sent you guys the same (laughs) picture of the pasta and it doesn't really it just looks wet and kind of grady because it was ended up being the same color as the noodles um but like i tasted it without any spices like that's really weird and i don't like it and that's what i was starting to get worried that it was gonna be bad i kept adding spices uh, the tomato definitely helped. I wanted to add some lime to it, but I, d- I didn't have any in the kitchen. I didn't feel like going back to the grocery store. Um, and then I cooked up some ground turkey, so it'd be a meat sauce. Threw that in there. Cooked up some spaghetti, and it's actually good. Like I would actually Yay. make this again. I was shocked when I was eating it. I was like, "Holy shit, it worked!" Because <laughs> um, when you described it last week, I was kind of expecting it to be flavorless. Yeah. Just with like zucchini. It definitely needed a lot of spices. I, I put like some chili and um uh what's the other like really hot pepper? Not help the red one. Caps not capsaiyan. Um cayenne. Cayenne, yeah, cayenne pepper. So a lot of the flavor just comes from like the hot peppers. Um and it is super like you can tell in the picture I sent you guys, it is really like soupy and liquidy. It's not um not it wasn't a very one. sturdy sauce, yeah. Did you so, reduce it at all or just kind of went for it? No, I did, like that's pretty much all. Like there's no really like the only thing that's in there is like a little bit of tomato sauce and then spices outside of the zucchini. And I pureed the hell out of it or I like blended the hell out of it. So it was pretty thin. Um, I think it's kind of weird that I would think that about the zucchinis too, it being flavorless because like really raw tomatoes aren't very flavorful yeah either i don't uh, really understand i, don't I mean really... they are but like i feel like pasta sauce is it doesn't made have just that as much... flavor yeah it's yeah, yeah like I... robust and and acidic yeah like i feel like it's made just as much out of like the spices and everything in it than like, the sugar yeah like tomato yeah. tomato sauce is uh, that's why i like it so much i'm pretty sure yeah <laughs> you should go oh man dude there's a local uh there's a local Italian place here that a friend of the podcast, Andrew, really likes. And it's like they you can just tell like they add sugar to their um, garlic bread. And it is like not Ooh. hidden. It's not hidden at all. It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> really good. <laughs> if you like sugar, powdered things. sugar, dusted on top. Yeah. Um, 
So like I after I finished it, I went up and looked up some like actual uh zucchini pasta sauce recipes. Um and it seems like to make it thicker, people do add like some olive oil and um uh like heavy whipping cream or something just oh, to thicken really? the sauce up. That would work. Hmm. Yeah. So if I do it again, I might do that. And then um like lemons and limes was something that I did find a lot too in recipes. Um peel. Yeah. I've if you want to make like a fruity thing, the like grating the peel of whatever it is, like lemon oh, peel yeah. or orange peel, it's insane Zesty. how just a little bit of it will go through the entire sauce. Yeah. And I remember I've made uh, tzatziki sauce like a long time ago too. And that's what a lot of it was too. Um, I love tzatziki sauce. Yeah, it was really, that was, uh, I remember that being really easy to make. If you have like a, pro, the, the, the annoying thing is like, you know, cleaning out the blender and stuff when you put a bunch of the thick stuff in there where like with the zucchini is pretty easy to clean out. Um, but yeah, if I, if I made it again, I might add some of those things. To did, get it while up you were doing bit, all this, did you write down anything like? No. If, did you I write down Thomas's sauce recipe? Or I uh, honestly never. I expected it to be like hopefully good to eat, but I never really expected to like maybe actually try and doing it again. Mm. <laughs> so, but I mean, it was like the spices that I use for everything. Like I have just like a a spice that's just labeled Italian seasonings, which is like basil, oregano, and a couple other things. And then you know, Laurie's garlic salt, and then pepper, and mm -hmm. then chili and cayenne yeah and that's i mean i throw that stuff in just about everything so yeah it wasn't really out of the ordinary for me nice so yeah cool so what's our big takeaways because this wraps up our cooking extravaganza right yeah my big takeaway is i would say like don't be scared of seasonings Mm. like if somebody like if it says only put like half teaspoon of garlic you know like or oh, anything I, like, like that. just put some garlic anytime you know, i see like, garlic i always double or quadruple what's in the recipe too that's like the one yeah. for sure i always add more of. well especially when it comes to meat like i would think almost like don't look up great seasoning recipe for meat like just what seasonings do you like just kind of go ham like <laughs> you know go nuts on it but that was kind of my big thing was just like, like be more liberal with it and experimental and have a little fun with be it. Be bold. Too. Yeah. What was yours, Matt? Uh, cooking, eat out more. Yeah, well, there's that, uh, <laughs> but also just not to be scared of a cooking technique, even if it has a scary French name. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be super hard or complicated. Because sous vide is super easy, and I'm going to be using that anytime I have to use chicken now. Because it's just so it was really straightforward and quick, too. Like, yeah, it's an hour, but in the amount of prep and stress of me trying to cook chicken another way, at least this way I set it, I forget it, and then I know it's cooked all the way through when I pull it out. Because that was, I sent you guys the picture. This is a thick chicken breast. And it's mm -hmm. cooked all the way through, but it's not like dry. That's another problem I always have when I cook chicken is I dry it. Yeah. The, I, it becomes like glue between your teeth. And then 
Uh, this... I hate every. You've said that like four times throughout the history of the podcast, <laughs> and I hate it more every, every single time because it's it. it's true. Yeah. Because it's true. I the, I have not very. I have not really had that you, experience. You never had the chicken like stick your teeth together. No, I guess I have, but just I like thinking of it like glue or bathroom cock, like you described it. <laughs> yeah, too. there that it's no just... bathroom cock's better. Um, I'm, yeah. I'd rather use that one, but uh, this I don't know. It was just. It seemed idiot proof, which is really what I look for in cooking. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I think my lesson learned is going to be to buy a sous vide because that picture of the chicken <laughs> that Matt said looks so good. And I'm so bad at cooking chicken. Um, I'm okay at grilling chicken, but like anything else, like I'm terrible at it. Um, but the I don't know. I taking, feel like the one I'm taking from you is taste as you go. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that was a big one I learned from the, the thing, salsa. The it's thing, harder to do that when you're cooking meat, though, because you right. might die. Yeah, just, just lick the raw taste body. Like, just taste, uh, yeah, taste, put your taste tongue the, on the stovetop. On the on the uh, on the raw chicken breast is seasoning. Is this where I want yeah. it? Mm, tastes like salmonella. Yeah, exactly. I think the hard part with that is knowing tastes what like you're looking poisoning. for when you're yeah, is, is is knowing what you're tasting for too because. Like anytime I watch the the Chef Ramsay shows, like he's like taste it, taste it. He's like, do you know what it? He's like, no, what does that need? And they're like, oh, it definitely needs more, like more salt or whatever this spice. I'm like, I don't know. Half the time, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Unless I'm like very, like know what I'm cooking with and know what I'm looking for, then I then I don't know what to add if even if it tasted bad. That's why I want to learn more cooking science. Mm-hmm. Like it's to the point that I kind of want to almost just go do it like a two year culinary yeah. arts degree and just get it just uh, for my own personal use mm. you know? i feel like that would be super fun but as we discovered i hate cooking and b um i also feel I, i'm it seems so high pressure like i don't want to cry in the kitchen yeah and i feel oh, like yeah. school that's, that's, adding school wait, to that wait wait a minute where do you get the salt from uh, uh from the tears i, I know i followed yeah thank you though Again, was this just a joke or <laughs> just like something that was vaguely? <laughs> yes. So that's it for the Wing It podcast this week. Is it? I don't know. Were you going to say something so. else? Okay. Thank you so much for listening um, and going with us on our cooking journey. Uh, if you have fun recipes that you like to do or how you've learned the sciences of cooking or Anything else like that, you can send us an email at wingitpod at gmail.com. All of our artwork is done by my brother, Jeff, and you can reach out to him at J-E-F-F-F-E-N-T-O-N-303 at gmail.com. We have a video game show that is um, bi-weekly. I think at the time of this release, there will not be an episode, correct? It would be the next Thursday, right? Next, yeah, next week. Wait. Because at the time of recording, which is Tuesday the 19th, we have one releasing this week, correct? Yes, or no? yes, yes, yes. Okay, so yeah, we have one re- releasing next week, so there won't be another one, or this week, so there won't be another one until uh, the August 2nd. So um, enjoy that. You can find all of, it's called Winging It Commander. You can find all of those episodes and where you can listen to it and everything like that at commanderwings.com. Um, this podcast also has a website called wingitpod.com that i forgot to mention earlier so yeah anybody have anything to add is that it no send us emails and tell us about your best culinary creations and or disasters 
or worse. I remembered my my disaster. I had a bigger disaster than broiling garlic bread for two hours instead of two minutes. Oh, I made grilled cheese and I missed the paper that separates the cheese slices one oh. time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of extra fun. fiber wouldn't hurt anybody. <laughs> it was like, why is this texture like this? <laughs> oh, it's paper. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.